0: So for this first episode, I want to talk about the adopted child that grows up. I feel like from simple Google searches, you will find that there is a limited amount of information that contributes to the dialogue surrounding the adopted child that at some point grew up I completely resent the fact that there are not resources for the adopted adult as you may coin them um I am one of those people I was adopted at six weeks old My mother is the only mother that I will ever identify as my, in fact, mother. I am grateful for her. I am grateful for all of the sacrifices that she made for me. I am also grateful for the fact that she was surrounded by a village that was so committed to ensuring that I was so amazing that they would have nothing but to push me and support me and motivate me and be there for me every step of the way, even up until this very second. I am excited about the village that supports me. I am excited about the village that will walk with me hand in hand until forever. I am so excited about that. However, I am not excited about the fact that I don't have a community to reach out to to just speak about how I feel, understand why I feel the way I do. Now, here's the thing. I grew up well off in relation to me being an only child, pretty much getting most of what I wanted. Of course, there were some things that I had to wait for and I appreciate even waiting because it made me having it even more worth my while and understanding that you have to work for things. Things don't come easy. There are sacrifices that have to be made in order for you to get those things. I appreciate all those experiences. However, the older you get, there are a lot of aspects about your life as an adopted child that you will begin to identify with. Now, in some instances, individuals are adopted into a family that holistically is considered normal. And I'm going to say that as, you know, your mom is married to your dad and, you know, they both have about four to five siblings on each side, both of your grandparents on each side are still alive. And then of course you have some of your grandparents sisters and brothers still alive, um, a host of first cousins, a host of second cousins, third cousins, a lot of cousins that are within your age bracket. Um, that's what I would consider a normal family. Well, my circumstances are different. I was adopted by a single woman, so there was no father um i didn't have a father figure i didn't have anyone that i really identified with as a father in my life so it was me and my mom okay so my mother was actually raised by her father's sister which is actually her aunt i however identified her as granny that was my grandmother um because my mother was pretty much raised in a circumstance similar to being adopted the relationship that she had with her siblings was a little distant um, in a lot of ways. You know, she left them when she was five. So she pretty much grew up away from them. Of course, she spent time with them. Of course, they knew who she was. Of course, they had a relationship of sorts, but they had different lifestyles. Um, however, considering that, um, my mother is also older than most of the parents of children my age. And with that in mind, all of my first cousins could pretty much be my mother or grandmother for that matter. Um, And to be quite frank with you, a lot of the people in my life can really be my mother or grandmother um, in a certain way. So there was some distance with that. So I didn't, I didn't grow up close with, like, my aunts, my uncles, and my cousins. I saw them, like, maybe twice a year, um, and that was because we didn't live in the city where most of them lived. You know, maybe that's a shortcoming on our behalf. Um, I won't place blame because that's just the logistical aspect of circumstances. Um, I do, however, feel like that put an enormous amount of, pressure on the divide of our family and unfortunately for me I wish that I could have grown up in a family that was a lot more close-knit because the structure is there in relation to um, the lineage but just in relation to the dynamics of relationships, we just don't have that connection with them and I do feel like distance had a lot to do with that Um, it's unfortunate and quite naturally, you know, the older I get, the more I'm aware of that distance. Um, the older I get, the more I'm aware of the fact that I'm giving so much to cultivate these relationships with these people. And I don't feel like I'm receiving the same kind of effort in return um, beyond that. I do feel like, you know, pretty much on their end, they perceive it as they, had, they weren't around anyway. So, I mean, yeah, that's my cousin, but whatever kind of thing. And they may not feel that way. These may all be assumptions that I've come up with based on my experience. So, as someone that's recently married, I identify my husband's family structure as being normal. He has aunts and uncles on his mother and father's side. Um, He only has grandparents on his mother's side at this point because, unfortunately, his father's parents have passed away. He does have some cousins, although they're a little bit younger than us, still pretty much you know, within the 10-year range of age difference. Um, However, there are relationships there. there. There are connections there. And so preparing to get married really heightened the deficit in the emotional and relationship development phases of my life in relation to being adopted I have cultivated such deep and meaningful relationships with people that are technically not my family and at some point I begin to question how did that happen and the one consistent factor of all of those relationships is that those people showed an interest in me they were committed to just loving me and and here's the thing that I always say in relation to my village They chose to love me. They made a conscious decision that they were going to love and care about Jessica. And I appreciate that so much because love is a choice when it's not your aunt or your uncle or your cousin or your grandma or your mom or your dad. They love you because they're your family. But when you go beyond those dynamics of a family and you really understand that people genuinely care about you, it opens your mind so wide to the concept of what family is. And for me, I understand that family is unorthodox in its definition in my life because family really encompasses the people that have been there for me, the people that genuinely care about me, the people that love me to no end, the people that will go great depths to just see me happy, see me thrive, push me to be better. That's what family is. And and I have to understand that family is not blood, family is not a title of connection of a lineage. Family is love. And that's important. And I feel like as an adopted child, the greatest thing that every person that's in my life could give me is love. And it makes me so greatly happy about that. The downside to that is understanding that love is such a completely deeply rooted strongly required aspect of every relationship of every connection in my life when I don't feel it in my own family it does make my mind wander it does make me question why don't they love me it also pushes you to that point of if I was never adopted and my biological mother decided to struggle to just make ends meet with me would her love be enough to overcompensate for whatever shortcomings she had would I be able to look beyond all of that because she just loved me and she showed me in every way those are the kind of questions that you begin to ask yourself when you realize that the people that you're supposed to consider your family don't treat you like family it's a detachment you begin to remove yourself from people there are so many people in my family that, strangely enough, I was so excited about them. I was so excited about their presence. And the older I got, the more I realized the less they care, the less they give. And as an adult, I'm okay with that because we all make choices. I make the choice to not entertain. Them. I make the choice to not be present. I make the choice to be distant. And I have I have that option. Um a lot of times I come in contact with people that initially they may have some difficulty in just establishing a connection with me. And I do understand that I'm very guarded and I'm guarded because I've observed the people around me get hurt. And I do feel like, although I didn't really feel pain about being adopted, I feel like every adopted child has some level of pain because there's always that question of why didn't you keep me? Like Did I not mean enough to you for you to just make the sacrifices to make this thing work? Never, never to devalue the sacrifices of the woman that I identify as my mother. But these are just questions that you have. And I think because of that, my guarded approach, number one, is a level of protection. Number two, is a way for me to never get close enough to you for you to hurt me. And three, to never supersede my extension of love in comparison to your extension of the same thing (sighs) I have difficulty in understanding that I just have to genuinely give you love and be okay with the fact that you might not return it but because my heart genuinely gave that to you it's okay that's another one of those things that I honestly feel like being adopted has has done for me it doesn't allow me to just give like that because I feel like I don't know I just feel like I, I, I shouldn't do that and it's so crazy that I feel that way because I feel like so many people give so much to me there, there are all these questions that you have they are all these what ifs it's like a never ending spiral of the fairy tale of what ifs you're always trying to understand the what if about something and so even when something gets difficult even when something gets uncomfortable even when you get into that completely uncomfortable argument with your family you are pushed to the corner of your mind for just five seconds what if I didn't have to deal with you what if what if my biological family was much better than this and as a kid I did have those thoughts and feelings it's unfortunate but I had them and I'll be honest with myself to say that that wasn't fair I'll be honest with myself to say that how dare I push myself to that point when simply this person is doing what's best for me, disciplining me, ensuring that I make the right decisions, putting me on a straight and narrow path so that I'm not in a position where I come across a situation of not being able to handle my responsibilities when life throws that punch at me. I get it. And so it's this constant mental tug of war And to be honest with you, I feel like I sound bipolar having this conversation with myself. But my mind is all over the place right now because genuinely speaking, that is like where you are. Sometimes it makes it hard for you to love people. Because the love of a mother is the one love that I feel like is so genuinely given to you. And here's the thing. The woman that I identify as my mother, she loves me so much. That lady would do anything in this world for me, and I appreciate her for that. But I understand that she never had the opportunity to bond with me in her belly. She never had the opportunity to prepare for me the way that my biological mother did. There are some things that she'll never be able to do um, because she didn't birth me. So, And I'm okay with that. I just think, I just wonder, like, the small disconnections in our relationship are really connected to the differences in our personality. It's very crazy if you meet people that know her, like her friends, they all tease her and say, oh my gosh, you did not birth Jessica, but she is so much like you Till it makes no sense. It's almost like I'm listening to you when I'm talking to her. Um... And I think that's so amusing, but I do feel like, you know, she instilled so much of her in me that it would make sense that I would become a replica of her, hopefully the best parts, right? Well, in the, in the same breath, we're so different from the way that we think and our personalities in relation to just a certain level of freedom of movement and operation as a human being. Um, She's very old school, so there's a lot of restriction in the things that she feels are acceptable. Um, She has this level of fear. You got to be careful. People are crazy out here, which I agree with, but I'm not going to operate in fear. Um, And so I think that pushes me away sometimes. Um, Sometimes, you know, she has more of a conservative approach to some things and I'm a little bit more free-minded and if that makes sense so you know I might consider something that she doesn't and because of that you know we could disagree and our disagreements are very strong like we're both very passionate how, about how we feel we're very difficult to convince it's very difficult for us to find common ground it's very difficult for us to go through a disagreement and agree to disagree that doesn't happen that's not how our life our lives work unfortunately um but such is life right so to no end I feel like I'm always mentally identifying the disconnection and it's very like subconscious, and this is probably the first time I'm ever having this conversation. Never talked with anyone, never even really wrote it down, so you all are getting this first hand. Wow, um, but I feel so free. I feel like a load's been lifted off of me. I feel like I can walk in my truth about the fact that I'm disconnected. now, the wonderful thing about my adoption is that <laughs> luckily for me. I was able to meet my biological sister so we have biologically speaking the same mother and father and um, our biological mother apparently has like two other children that are older than us so coincidentally she is a year and a day older than me her birthday is one day before mine and she is one year older than me so that's really exciting um, like super exciting I don't even know like how to even put that in words um however I do feel like our relationship went through phases and I can talk about this and be transparent because we are aware of the shortcomings and we're working on it um you know because the initial years of our lives we were able to live without each other I think it was something that came easy the older we got we were we were like and, and I hate to use this comparison because this really sounds like I'm watering down our relationship, but we were like really good friends, if that makes sense. So like think about like one of your really best friends as a young girl, you, know, you talk to her all the time, y'all do stuff together all the time. Life is amazing with your new best friend. Um, You know, the older we got, the more we could do together. And then she went to college and I was home and that was probably where You know we were still community it's so funny now because like at that in in that point in time email was a big thing like a yahoo email i don't know why and that's when they used to send like those emails so y'all don't judge me but you know when they had like all the cartoon characters doing like sexual stuff i don't know and maybe y'all don't remember that but i just remember like it just used to be such random emails whatever so um we would email all the time and that was easy to do Um, And then, you know, life consumed her. She had this new life. She had this new level of freedom that I didn't have. So I didn't really understand that. I couldn't relate. Um, And so, you know, over time, we were still close and we still had a relationship. But there were maybe like ranges of time where, you know, maybe we weren't talking as much. Maybe we weren't reaching out as much maybe we weren't getting together as much like a lot of that was happening and then um I want to say you know that was kind of like an off and on thing I want to say like after college it got a whole lot better we were able to communicate a lot however the one thing that you will find is that in those moments when you aren't communicating as much it's almost like you just get used to it because at some point in your life that was normal at some point in your life you didn't have as much of a relationship as you do right now with that person, and that's okay, is what you tell yourself. Um, This sounds crazy, and a lot of my friends, when they listen to this, are probably going to be like, what, Jessica did that? As a kid, my mom always told me once I met my sister, do not let anything or anyone ever come between the two of you, because if you never meet another person in your entire biological family, you have her. And that is more than enough than any adopted child that I've ever come in contact with can say they've had. And so every time that it would happen, I would always reach out. And my sister's a horrible communicator sometimes when it comes to text message. Like, she mentally replies, doesn't hit send, or never really sent it. Um, You know, she is kind of like one of those people that... She has a whole lot going on, you know, her responses are delayed. So I might have texted her that three days ago, but she'll pick the conversation up at some point. You know, um, she has had some hurdles to jump across and um, it has also influenced the distance between us. However, I remain committed to just making sure that she knows I'm here. I am always that person that just wants to invite her into a judgment free zone. I'm always that person and I just feel like I want her to just be able to communicate with me, just have somebody that you can talk to about everything, because I feel like that's what a sister's supposed to be. Um, I have my own shortcomings. I'll never portray myself to be perfect at all. Um, I do understand that, you know, in a lot of ways, she needs me, and in a lot of ways, I need her. And, you know, if she's having a hard time, why can't I be the person that even without response or even without confirmation or receipt, that she can just see that I don't care if you take 10 years to text me back. I don't care if you're going through something and you just need space. If nothing else, you're going to know that I love you and that I care about you and that I want to see you on the other side of this. And I don't care what it takes. If it takes me reaching out to you with no response for a month, I'm going to do it. And I've done it before. And I am proud of it because I want her to know that I care. If nobody else in this world cares, if not another soul ever cared about her ever again in life, I want her to know that me caring about her is enough. So I do feel like being adopted influences the manner in which I cultivate relationships. If you show some level of love and compassion for me I am committed to you forever I always tell um, my aunt that I am the ex-boyfriend that she can never get rid of um, we have also you know just life kind of happened um, I was younger I feel like now our relationship is so amazing because I'm an adult now she can relate to me in a lot of different ways um I understand where she's coming from a lot more I'm not too young to get it um I appreciate the motivation that she pours into me without even trying she is exactly what I needed at this exact point in my life she's actually the reason that I'm even on here recording right now because she has really allowed me to open my eyes to the fact that what 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 am I doing for me I need to do some things that excite me I need to do some things that empower me I need to do some things that are pushing me to do better for me that is so exciting in itself but I always tell her that like I said I am the ex-boyfriend that she cannot get rid of I told her this time I'm not letting you go I don't care what happens in our lives I don't care how things change maybe we have to talk less But we will talk um i will be committed to taking trips just to see you just to spend time with you and your children because here's the thing she so positively impacted my life that i remember the exact feeling of being around her as a kid it was always warm and inviting i knew that she loved me her hugs were so big and so tight and so heartfelt And I just knew that every exchange I had with her was so much excitement and joy and happiness. And I just love her for that. And she is so much like that now. Of course, you know, now I know she's the little feisty, little smart, little old lady. (laughs) She's not old, but I'm just playing. I said that to be funny. But of course, I know her in a different light at this point, but she still makes me feel the same way. I know that she loves me. I know that she cares about me. I know that it's tough love. I know that it's nothing but another way to make me better. And if nothing else, like, that's the kind of stuff that pushes me. So I'm going to wrap this up. And I guess I just want you guys to understand that the adopted child grows up with adopted circumstances. Even when, you know... That might not be the psychological focus at that point. I guess by the time you become an adult, I feel like there's this understanding that you're grown. You can handle this. No hurdles for you. But I I think that being adopted heavily influences your adult life in a lot of ways. Because all of those emotions that maybe you didn't identify with, maybe you didn't clarify to be an issue or an emotion or uncomfortable feeling all of them resurface in ways that you could never imagine it's hard to explain it's hard to understand and you really just start to think you become more analytical you you really look at the depth of everything you really try to wrap your head around everything you're looking at every intricate detail because you want you want to fix it on your own and what I'm learning is I can't do that um, I am seeking some counseling, which I'm really excited about because I feel like counseling is taboo in African-American community and I Want to erase the stigma as much as possible. There's nothing wrong with me I am just fine and I want to be better than fine And so counseling is going to assist me with that marriage counseling open my eyes to counseling It changes the way you think it changes your approaches. It changes your responses. It changes your reactions It changes your thought process. Open your mind. Broaden your horizons. It's just like doing something new and invigorating every time I go. So I hope that, you know, this initial episode has really opened your eyes to the adopted one as an adult. And I hope that it wasn't a whole lot of ramble. I hope that you really understand where I'm coming from. And I hope that I can continue this dialogue and can continue to contribute to the understanding of the adopted adult.